Welcome to the Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Shark Pod. I'm Luke Curry. I'm sitting here in Greystone Studios, and I've got Marky B, Mark Baker, out there in Glenageary. How's it going, Marky B? Good, Luke. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm ready for this one. Like we were saying just before the the podcast, I've been doing a lot of podcasting for work, and it's this one is you know a lot more loose, a lot more uh, you know conspiracy theories, a lot more Bitcoin, a lot more uh, NFT tonight. As we're going to learn about, we've got our guest out there, uh, Neve Ockney. How are you, Neve? What's up? How are you doing? Thanks so much for, for having me. We are delighted to have you. So Mark called me uh, earlier on and he was saying, you know, we want to know about NFTs. We want to know about what what's happening in that space. Mark obviously is a uh, an artist as well. Like the Shark Pod, we've had loads and loads of artists on. So I'm, I'm sure they're interested in this space as well. It's real. It's kind of when people hear about it, I guess it's kind of like Bitcoin. It's, it's kind of it's kind of the new wave of uh, what's happening in all different types of um of industry so it's great to have you along and uh, maybe you wouldn't mind telling the telling the the listeners and viewers because <laughs> it's going to be on youtube as well but uh all about uh, yourself and maybe introduce yourself a little bit yeah of course so hi everyone my name is neve ockley i am a traditional painter slash nft artist from dublin and i actually only recently joined i would say recently but in nft world i feel like i'm in that space years now so it's a completely like opposite comparison. Like I'm in the NFT space now four months and it's been a journey and a half. Wow. Um, it really has been. And it's something that I would like really recommend like every artist to go into or even like even research into why that it could work for them. Um, and yeah, like the, you basically you don't even need to be in crypto. You don't need to. I know you've. Uh, interviewed people for Bitcoin and that sort of thing before but you yeah you don't even need to be in that kind of space to get involved it's just an obsession of mine at the moment and so I know and like I said it's like like that amount of time in this space this is like something that's been around for a long time and like so, so like a traditional uh, art galleries and stuff like that but what for those people out there like me um, <laughs> who don't really know exactly what an NFT is like I know that's like some like a digital art piece or whatever, but how would you describe it to somebody who's completely new to this uh, this type of thing? So I would say, in to me, like it makes more sense to have art up in the digital, you could say, in the digital world, rather than just have it in the traditional world. So if you, for instance, like um, Mark. Like if he wants to sell a painting and it's an original painting and you go to a gallery to sell it there in a couple of years time, whoever buys that painting from the gallery or from you even individually, you don't know where that's going to go in a couple of years of time. So if a millionaire buys that, there's no way to track it after that sale. So the secondary sales, it's not something that you think of in the traditional world. But it really should be. It's yours, and it, and you are the original creator. So that's the best way that I can explain as to why you would want to get into NFTs. It makes you appreciate the original creator. Okay, there now there is in 
fine art there is a thing but it's more for uh like when stuff sells for like millions you know that you will the original artist will get a cut of any time it's sold on but for the average person which let let's be honest the average artist makes up um 99.9 percent of the art world you know they don't get any any cut at all um on further anytime it's sold further so very interesting from that perspective but there's lots of other reasons as well though isn't it that that it's of interest to people um what what other kind of elements does it have over fine art i suppose yeah i mean if you want to be even just an early adopter of like the tech space so if you're an investor if you've already like everyone everyone in the world is an investor in something or a collector of something so even if for instance if you go on holidays and you collect fridge magnets this is just another way of collecting so i think people think of it as that it's something completely different but really i think i would compare it to more the past nearly than the future like if you've ever heard of like bartering like years ago how you would like trade something like a lot of people are doing that now with nfts it's not only buying and selling people are gifting people are like respecting you because you're already an early adopter of this space Mm -hmm. and they respect that they respect that you're interested in this new technology and like it's so easy to make friends as well in this space because there's not so many people that are traditional artists as well in this space like most people I know that are in this NFT community they would be digital artists so me being a traditional artist I do stand out and I think that's an advantage as well for those like I would say like real artists as in because it's a longer process a much longer process that um, maybe it's not as appreciated as well as digital because you can get digital work out like every single day whereas traditional you can't really start and finish anything in the same day it's nearly impossible Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me it takes me it could take me like one month to two months to kind of start and finish a painting so you would be maybe be like less popular in that way in the traditional world. It's harder to get your name out there. Whereas the NFT space helps push that kind of like you have a different ego. You have a different like online presence being in the NFT community. And it's a much more like respected community. Um, Like I know, Mark, we were speaking previously about like galleries that you've like previously showcased your work there for me, like, before I was rejected in in these type of galleries whereas in the NFT in the metaverse is what we call it so the metaverse is basically just like your online like exhibition of all of your works that you've minted so if if any of this doesn't make sense like just stop me and I'll explain but your minted works which is just your like listed artworks up in the NFT space and like everyone is accepted Um, And I think that's important to showcase, like everyone has different talents and everyone has different styles. Um, Whereas I think in the traditional world, like if I go to like Dublin city centre and I want to go into one of the galleries, like you have to pay a fee, you have to, um, maybe you're in a certain wall because Mm. the, the painting next to you has that certain style. Like I think to a certain extent that's, that's good. Um, but 
more so it's like it's really bad because it's that kind of like stereotype and you know it, it's difficult it shouldn't be that difficult I don't think um for artists like because then that means basically it's all to do with like your connections and um like building connections up and getting your your name out there yeah. um like not everyone is like good at talking to people not everyone would go onto a podcast and that sort of thing so I, I like I like to find people's talent from all areas and not just the same like the same process it's, if that makes sense I like seeing like all, from all different kind of um all different ways of life like it's such an interesting thing as well because you're really hitting the nail on the head there. It's it's the when I was so I I watched Mark's career as an artist. And, you know, I wasn't an artist myself, but I watched Mark's career kind of every step of the way, getting into galleries. You know, really, you know, really, really working hard to get get noticed, get out there. You know, you're flying over to London, Mark. You're really you're putting some hustle behind it, right? And mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's a real it's one of those industries that's just full of gatekeepers, isn't it? It's like you're i'm going to decide whether you're going to be up there or not it's like and it's not the public deciding what they prefer you know so with the anything that's like this where it kind of takes the you know like someone said to me the other day i was doing it so like i said i was doing another podcast for work and they're saying oh there's so many podcasts out there which is i said everyone should have their own podcast why why don't they like there's if you like to listen to this or like to listen to something else that's no no problem but it's it's waiting around for somebody to give you permission to do something that's kind of over now i don't want to be in any situation like that anytime where you have to go to an interview for something like if you're a creative person you should be just putting it out there and this is it seems i don't know much about it just uh basically learning right now mark but it seems like this is the i'm all in on this mark what do you think what's he excited about essentially (laughs) essentially it's decentralizing everything again like like everything seems to be getting decentralized yeah, you're right. The art world is there is a lot of gatekeepers and you're at the mercy of what they think is right. And especially as a young artist, it's very, very tough to get in. To be honest, you can only really get into a good gallery if you can prove you can sell something and sell it quick. You know, whether they want to admit it or not, that that is the truth. And if you can prove that, and I did, that's the only reason I got in. It wasn't because of what I was doing. In fact, what I do is too commercial for a lot of other galleries. But like that, uh, that doesn't make sense to me. I was in like it was it's too kind of popular. Um, the images, the the celebrities, that kind of thing. But I I, I knew there was there was buyers out there, and and you know when I was allowed to get into certain galleries, you know I proved they could sell. But when I like the internet was kind of the step after that, as I, I you can sell on your website and stuff. So the, so then for the last ten years, everybody's been doing that, selling on their website and through social media. But that's quite limiting, I think. That's it's very hard to get traffic to a website. So I think this is probably the next NFTs are probably the the next step after that. Probably ju- it seems like they might be jumping about ten steps yeah. by the sounds of it. And I think that's why people get a bit scared by it, and traditional artists will get scared by it. But I'm not afraid to to be open minded, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and artists are, and it doesn't have to just be art as well. Actually, doesn't it? It can be no, like it's- not just like images. Like it's it can be tweets like i've seen that's the hold on that's where it starts getting (laughs) yeah (laughs) hard to understand for people i think so tell tell us some some types of of nfts that are 
So like even when I first started, like I had the intention of just selling like original original commissions that I that I did and and like whatever I wanted to do if I wanted to explore something new like to test out something I would mint it as as a token mint it as an NFT um and try and see if there's you know like if there is um if there is like any uh, like any eyes basically on it if anyone wants to purchase it to just test the waters to see like if it's popular basically um i tried animations i tried actually like turning a few of my paintings into animations and like it's fun the process to try and add something new um but i think it's really important to like stick to the same style but like that's the way you're gonna become well known it's gonna be easier to sell if i try out something completely different like take a screenshot of a tweet that i made like realistically you're not gonna sell that straight away it, it could take a couple of months or a year or something. What would, Neve? what would make someone want to buy a screenshot of a tweet? Genuine question. If it was like a Trump tweet or something, 100%. Like, yeah, it's creating yeah. hype. Once you yeah. have the hype there, I mean, obviously it's going to be easier for a celebrity to do something like that. Yeah. Like, personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever, like, take a screenshot of, like, a tweet just to see if it sells because that's not proven anything to me or, like, my talent or my future or anything whatsoever i think anyone that does that like it's not art it's not art but like that that's kind of like a story for another day as well like there's so many entrepreneurs out there that are selling like photographs of themselves and and minting it as an nft i think that should be um separate but at the moment because everything is so new um it's all combined under the one. And as you said, like there's no gatekeepers. So with that obviously comes disadvantages as well. It's not all advantages. There's definitely not all advantages. Like there's so many disadvantages to NFTs. So like, even though I do recommend everyone to have a look at it and research it, there's so many disadvantages out there, like so many risks involved as well. So it's definitely not for everyone. But if you are like an artist, like a traditional artist, I think it's something that you could end up make like easily make more um, like passive income rather than the actual. I love, I love that phrase, those words, passive income. Tell me more about that. Coming, coming no. from Mark with the work until midnight every night. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Googling words, how can I make more money every day? Um, yeah, like I think once you can prove to yourself you can create extra income, like an extra um stream of income, that's obviously another way of you say leaving your standard nine to five job. And like that was one thing I wanted to prove to myself. Like, is this something that could um like change my life? And like with like I haven't even been in the space half a year now and already I like 100% know it could change my life and people's life around me and that's not the only reason why I want to get involved it's because I know it's the future um and I think there's so many different utilities that can be used for it not just for artists not just for like traditional artists or digital artists like there's so much more to it like I don't know if you have seen um like any news articles about nfts recently but like nasa like sold like a satellite through an nft like it's not just like artwork it's it's really like it's like another dimension already you know 
Yeah. So and, and what does NFC stand for again? So it stands for non-fungible token. So basically, because it's not like tangible, you can't like, you don't have it there. You don't, you don't like, you know, if you believe in God, you don't, you don't actually get to see them. You just have the belief there. So that's kind of where it comes from. So, like, and you know what it reminds me of a little bit as well like it seems like you know you can track you know the originality of these things and i remember watching a documentary years ago years and years ago and uh it was about uh art heists mark baker and uh they were saying that you know it's the third or fourth largest crime in the world but they don't report it because if they reported it as much as it happens people would be like well how easy is it to to rob this and i remember i was in dublin uh the art gallery in dublin i was looking at the caravaggio or caravaggio one of those mark the other one yeah second one yeah yeah second one <laughs> and i was sitting there and i was saying like it was only a, it was uh, hanging off the wall on a couple of strings i'm like <laughs> i don't know if they could stop me <laughs> i was looking at the the elderly uh security guard i'm like i don't know <laughs> you know even with anyway a couple of guys anyway i think that was actually stolen before um anyway uh, my point is with the NFTs, I guess that's not something you can't really see. It's on the blockchain. Is that the, I'm just assuming it's on the blockchain. I don't know what a blockchain is, but I feel like it's on it. Yeah. So what you were saying about like Bitcoin, Bitcoin is a blockchain. Um, what I sell my NFTs mainly off is Ethereum. That's another blockchain. So they're completely separate. It's like saying basically like dollars and euros, you know, the value changes every day. It's the exact same with Ethereum and, and yeah. Bitcoin, except that this market is 24 hours. It doesn't start at 9 a.m. USA time. It's constant um, and it's much more um, much more fierce. <laughs> every second is much more fierce rather than like a stock market or yeah, currency value. And, and does it so? when you when when you produce a uh, or when you mint i'm gonna use all these uh these new uh these new words mark uh when you mint a nft um is there like a marketplace that you're that you're kind of listing them on is that how that works or is it something that you kind of get your name out there through like um chat rooms or that type of you know more uh kind of one-to-one interaction or how does how does somebody kind of get their nfts out there yeah, so there's a lot of different marketplaces that you can sell. Um, OpenSea would be the, the number one. And why it's the number one is because it's basically like the cheapest, if you want to say it that way. You only pay um, fees the very first time and then it's free after that. Wow. Um, fees that you pay are called gas fees. And why it's gas fees is because, again, like every day it can change. So one day I could mint an NFT. It could cost me like, let's say, $10. The next day it could be $300. It just okay. depends on the popularity of the network. Like if it's busy, um, then it will go up. Wow. So you have to be careful. Yeah, you have to kind of um, look at really like what's the best day usually i always mint on a friday morning it seems to be always kind of like the lowest but again it can change all the wow. time at the moment it's really all over the place so i actually haven't minted anything in a good while um because i'm focusing on projects at the moment have you ever heard of um like an avatar project an nft avatar project i saw your lazy slot one is that what it's called Yes, yeah, yeah, very good, very good. So that's the only one I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the main one that I'm working on at the moment. And what it is, is basically, so it's generative, which means that a computer will code 
the assets for us and it will be randomly like minted. So if someone buys one of these lazy slots, they don't actually know what it's going to turn out like until they've basically paid for it. Um, and the reason why these type of avatar projects are so popular is because they can get like a rare NFT. If it is a rare NFT, and it's usually out of what the most common like value at the moment is out of 10,000. So um, you can play a lottery ticket and, you know, you could buy, let's say, 50 of these NFTs and not one of them is rare. That's the chance that you have to take. What but, makes it rare? Eve? Um, in, rare would be less than basically 1% of the trait. So there's different rarities. So you could have like common, uncommon, and then like rare, rare meaning that no one else might have like these earrings or, you know, a, di a different trait. So it could okay, be yeah, yeah, yeah. background, anything as simple as that, just the, the, the change of the color in the background. Um, but it's, it's so valuable because there's, there's actually different like contracts out there with NFTs. Um, and the different contracts are usually like customized by a developer. We have a really amazing developer on our team and ours is completely, completely customized. A lot of projects out there are just like copying and pasting the same kind of contracts and it's publicly available for anyone to see. Like if a developer wanted to steal someone else's one, they can if they want. But um, anyone that knows like has done their research for nfts will be able to tell that because that's what i love about nfts it's completely like traceable it's mm. transparent once you know how the system works it's very easy to catch out the those like art stealers or you, that you wouldn't ever find on what maybe if you come across the picture on instagram you might find out you know so yeah. i know that there's like google search you know, if you want to like copy and paste, say a JPEG and see, does anyone else have that? And you can do it that way. Um, but this way is much more authentic. Like it's much more, um, it's, it has more equal rights, I suppose, for everyone, for like the collector and the creator. And like when usually when people buy like a piece of artwork, they like to show it off. Same with jewelry, same with anything, you know. How do you dis how do people display their collections? Yeah, I get this question a lot. And even like my parents, they always say to me, So you bought like, you know, you bought this NFT or you sold this NFT. Like they it, it's like it why wouldn't they print off the NFT and stick it on their wall, let's say? Like there's a lot of collectors out there again like it's not just about like wanting to display it it's about um really hype like a portfolio why would anyone have a portfolio like why would you showcase say your prints on your website um like the simple answer because i uh, that's what i like to do that's why i you know that's what i wanted to do originally um i think it's about showing off as well in a way like I have, say, 100 NFTs. How many do you have? The same reason why Why would you buy like an Adidas tracksuit over a Nike tracksuit? Oh, well, I prefer Adidas. Mm. It's all about like um, basically like what, what, what you like to do with your time is obviously going to be valuable to you. So 
it's like the exact same way as yeah i think fashion brands is a good example because you know yourself you can get the exact same thing for cheaper but you won't you won't go on to like aliexpress you won't go on to ebay because you think maybe there's a chance that it'll be like lower quality or that sort of thing mm. i think um for me like the reason why i would collect nfts i would basically like there's there's two two types of collectors there's one that's going to hold it long term and hope like hope to get a profit or else you're going to have someone that's going to want to get like a fast grab right there right now and they could make serious money in one day that you couldn't make really with like with any other sort of art out there um but for me i want to have it there to really prove that i'm in like an early adopter as well um and that i want to be able to say that like i can hold for like because i have control of my finances i have control of the art that i want to keep there for a reason i wouldn't want to make like a quick a quick cash grab because i think it's mm. just a statement um rather than anything how do how do i know what you have though do you know what i mean if if like when you if you buy a nice Adidas tracksuit, you get to wear it. You know, how do I know what what Neve owns? So the NFTs they're publicly available for anyone to see. Um, so if you were to go on to let's say OpenSea, you can see my collection. You can see what I've sold. Uh, you can see like like basically everything that I've favored or yeah. uh, like anything that I've like liked. There's um, a few different functionalities, but it's not just on that marketplace. It doesn't matter what marketplace that you go on. As long as it's the same blockchain, you can see exactly what I have. Um, The only problem is that, like, so for me, obviously, like, I'm not anonymous or anything like that. But there is is a lot of artists out there that are anonymous. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really common in the NFT space to be anonymous because... Just, there could be like celebrities out there and they obviously don't want to show their face. But there could be there could be like fine artists who have collectors and they spend twenty thousand on an original, and then they find out this guy's doing random NFTs way, yeah. starting off for two hundred quid. Do you know what I mean? Just to get in. So I'd say that I'd say there's a lot of people yeah. afraid to kind of what would you call it, dilute their brand, you know? It might even be the the case that that Neve mentioned earlier where like we had uh, Owen O'Connor on. Nave, um, if you if you don't recognize the name, you definitely see his stuff around. It's everywhere. It's in, yeah. it's on plates. It's on everything. Um, and uh, cows. Cows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everyone. It's you know. And uh, <laughs> he he was on the the podcast, and I don't think he goes on a lot of podcasts. Um, so it was really it was great to have him on. So, but one of the things that he was talking about is when he was getting going as a. Um, as a artist, he was like almost like a door to door salesman. He was going to shop by shop, trying to get you know to them to license the stuff or um, to sell stuff in, in different um, retail units. Like, and you mentioned earlier, a lot of maybe a lot of artists, if they don't have that you know inclination to be that way, um, what what options they have really to get their name out there, you know? And they're competing with Own, who's going to knock on doors all day and you know do it for ten years before really got going you know so i think the market it might be this nft thing might be a way of those people who aren't into the kind of the sales end of things um you know getting exposure this way and they don't even care about putting their face on it you know Mm. there's a lot of it seems like there's a lot of support for artists from artists like a lot of 
the collectors are artists themselves. I wonder what proportion of NFT collectors <clears throat> on the art side are actually artists themselves versus I'm sure I'm sure you have all types of, of investors, people trying to make a quick book, people trying to make, you know, a million. Like actually there was is there any figures that you could kind of say to us that might kind of give us an indication of of how big this is, you know, maybe the biggest one that's sold or some of the names, the big names that are involved or um what do you mean as in so as in what's the most expensive nft what are people paying for nfts oh that's that's such a like <laughs> broad um like someone that maybe that i've met through nfts let's say not just because i follow them because i see that they're earning millions through nfts yeah. someone that i like would have started with at the very like beginning well four months ago <laughs> so not so long ago um, like I've met a lot of a lot of people that have joined same time as me and they've given up their full-time careers because they're making more money this way so why wouldn't they leave Um, I have like to be honest most of them are living in the United States Um, and I have a few Irish friends that are making more but haven't given up their full-time career because sure. it hasn't taken off in Ireland so I do think it's really important to make sure that Ireland does catch on um, and I am trying my hardest to kind of onboard new people and I have onboarded a good few um, but yeah as you said Mark that like a lot of artists don't ever think that they're going to become a collector. I know I, I never joined the NFT space to become a collector, but I felt like it was like inevitable for me because there was people there supporting me and I wanted to give that support back to them as well. Um, and I do believe like you still do need to work hard. I think if you're anonymous, there, there should be a good reason why you are anonymous because you still do have to market. Um, and for me personally, I wouldn't buy off an anonymous artist because there is that risk of like copyright. Um, there is that risk of like, they could be, yeah, they could be stealing other people's work. Um, and there is that, that risk with NFTs because there's no one controlling it. So it's up to us. It's up to each individual. It's like our responsibility to like, to do your own research basically. So if that's to learn a bit of code on the development side of a contract, or if that's to do with like building relationships every day, I think that's really important. So you know who you're buying from, so you can trust them. And this is all on, is this mostly on Twitter? It would be mostly on Twitter and Discord, yeah. Um, I would have, I have a few of my own like ser Discord servers. So I'm like building that up at the moment for like new Irish um, NFT artists to get them like, to get them like uh, onboarded with like local people because um, it, it, it's, it's difficult like when you're starting off every single day, like even... Even now, every single day, you do learn something new, and there's a lot thrown at you. Um, you know, a lot of people have to kind of take a month off, a month break, because the brain is just on for mm -hmm. time. So I think that's why people don't get into it, though. It's information overload. It's why I haven't properly dipped yeah. into it. Actually, it might be worth, like, let's use me as an example, right? How, where should I, if I wanted to get into NFTs and producing NFTs, where do I start? What's the kind of key fundamentals at the start? Yeah. Um, like 
in your first day, you can mint your first token. Um, but I think it's really important to know why you're selling it. Um, and by that, I mean to have some sort of a description. Like not everyone is like a poet or a writer. I know I'm, I, I hate that part of, of, of NFTs. But you do need a really good, well, for me anyway, because I'm not a celebrity, but for me, I need a good description. Um, so if you see, like, for instance, like your portfolio, if you just had like visuals with no text whatsoever, it's kind of pointless. I know you're a visual artist and like a painter, but you still need text to kind of back up what it is I'm looking at. And it works the exact same way with NFTs. So you need... If, for instance, if you upload, like, um, if you were to mint the Reiki and, like, if I'm an American, I, like, may maybe I do know Reiki, but maybe I don't understand, like, what it is I'm looking at. Maybe I don't know straight away it's a painting, which I probably wouldn't, because if the paint, if it's that good, it might look like a photograph or it might look like a sketch or something else. So you need to un you need to have a story and um, you still need to tell a story at the end of the day so if that's true social media marketing or true when you mint like it has to be done some way and um, because if you make a mistake when you mint a token it's costly you can't just cancel it or delete it that doesn't exist like you have to basically reverse back the gas fees so you have to pay again basically to take it off the blockchain um, and that could cost you a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. If if you don't know what you're doing, you can make so many mistakes. So that's why it's so important to uh, to do research first beforehand. And when when you say mint, I go on to OpenSea, is it? And then that's where it all starts, pretty much. Is like is that the first kind of website to sign up to? Um. So you don't actually really have to sign up to it. You just need a wallet. So I would say the first step before even going on OpenSea is to create a wallet. So the most popular one would be MetaMask. Um, there's an app on your phone you can download. And then there's also a Google Chrome plugin um, or yeah, a Google Chrome plugin that you can download as well. So it, like, I wouldn't even recommend that you would even take that step because there's a lot of um, like scams out there, like even on Instagram, even though like a lot of NFT artists don't even use Instagram, they always try and like scam in through there. So um, there's a lot of scams on would be like a Google Drive link. Basically, if you click on any link, it doesn't have to be Google Drive, but that seems to be like the number one way. Um, if you click onto that link, basically like they can totally clear out your wallet. Um, it happens every single day. It's happened to a lot of my friends in this space. They could have thousands, millions. It doesn't matter. Um, you'll never get that back. And that's the point because you, if you're controlling your own finances, like you have a part to play. Um, and even though there is a lot of people out there that have a lot to say about banks and, you know, a lot of negative um, news that you would that you would see, like you don't hear about the the negatives in the NFT space about controlling your own finances as well until yeah. you get into NFTs. So like I see it every single day, but for those that don't, they might just hear about the media and the news, you know, yeah. shy talk and the banks and that yeah. sort of thing. But if you don't want any risk, then stay in the banks, you know, that's for you. Not like NFTs is not for, for everyone. Definitely not. 
it's, it's so interesting. The way this is kind of just something that came up the other day when I was having a conversation with somebody um, who does, they do marketing and stuff like that for big companies. And they're saying that the, the kind of content 2.0 is more implementation for people. So but like when, like 10 years ago, when Bitcoin was getting going, like the people were making money from content by driving, uh, you know, visitors to the website and they were advertising to those people. And the kind of the next step is actually implementing for people like so like people like mark who's um sitting there an artist you know i can see you know you're after sparking a you're after lighting the fire under mark now he's not going to sleep now for 10 days <laughs> until he gets this is that around this thing but i think that if like like you're saying because you're getting you're an early adopter you're going to have a, so much more knowledge than people coming you know to this uh this space five years from now imagine you'll be the original do you know what i mean um and then the the services you can give those are those guys are guidance coaching all that type of stuff i think there's a huge opportunity there huge so it's really interesting as well um the where where do you go from here is this is it, is it your ambition now to say this is it i'm nft all the way i never have to work again i never have to bank again i like that as well uh like i mean i have no no uh hate for like the neo banks but i have obviously hate for the AIB and those type of banks, <laughs> like as in if it, if it's if it's uh, if they have a basically if they have a store, you know. Yeah. If it, I think like everything should be digital by now, like even passports are not digital. I think it's just absolutely insane. I'm waiting eight weeks for my baby's passport, a baby, you know, it's just, like it's crazy. But eight weeks is, and we were like worried about it and stuff. I'm like, surely you can send me, like I said, just like a VR code. What's going on? Sure no sense like a lot of visas are not even um electronically like you know they're not saved there's no sort like a lot like you you could start a next a new job next week and they're all about centralizing data but if the grant like the basics are not even centralized like a passport which is obviously a really important documentation um then it just like it, it's obviously hard to onboard to try and say, okay, all of your income could now go in this rather than a bank. And most people would probably like laugh and say, that's never going to catch on. But like, believe you and me, it will. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it, it's, it's obviously really difficult to centralize, um, to centralize all data. Like most people that are in NFTs, they won't use Instagram. They won't use Facebook for those very reasons because they want the opposite of what's happening to those type of platforms. Like I actually used to work for Facebook. So I like, I don't have like hate for those platforms. I still use all of them platforms because I think it's still a really way, a really good way to get more eyes on my work. And it's a way I communicate with like, family and everything so it's obviously helped me so why wouldn't I continue to use it I'm in a very like if, if it helps me I have no problem with it um in a very like mixed area you know I'll try I'll try everything until I find a one fixed solution but until then it's going to be a, a good I'd say a good 20 years away from from finding that one fixed solution so Mark Baker like wrapping this up is this something that you can buy into now what do you think you've you've in these, you, I mean, uh, news been at this for four months. You're a laggard at this stage, Mark. What's going on? Are you, uh, you kind of, yeah. what's going on? Oh, I'm, what do you think? I'm really interested. I mean, I'm, I'm in like two big things in my life that I'm passionate about is one is art and the other is making money. So monetizing, <laughs> yeah. So if you, can put but it's together. important to, 
if I could always, if you can mix those two in together, you know, it's yeah. great because often creativity is, is often not financially rewarded. And that, that's a huge shame because it means that the creativity can't grow and it can't, there's no, like it can't keep going. Uh, so anything that gives artists an income is great, but I think you still have to enjoy what you do as well. Like a question I just wanted to ask you, Neil, was do you get more satisfaction out of creating an original piece of artwork, which you still do, or creating an NFT? I don't really get, like, bar the very first time I minted an NFT. I obviously got, like, great satisfaction out of that, but I don't actually get satisfaction out of doing that. It's more knowing um, that it's a new technology. Like, um, it's like it's the entire process of it all. It's not just one thing. Um, obviously, I love painting, but it, it is very time consuming, um, like really time consuming. And like with me, I'm still working full time as well in, in a software company now at the moment. So like I don't have a lot of spare time, um, but I still obviously will always keep doing that because I have a passion for it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really like difficult one to answer because it's not, I, I'm not like crazy into actually um, do like minting a token. Um, the reason why I do it is because it's a new technology and it's something that I believe is the future. And I think it's so much more than just art, than just showcasing my art. Or like, obviously, I do think it helps um, to get like international like customers and that sort of thing. Like I, I have had collectors and I couldn't believe it in Ireland. Um, I never thought that that would happen so soon um, because I don't, I personally don't know anyone else that's like in this space other than those that I've on, onboarded myself. So to get like, to know that there is Irish out there that is interested, but it's just not that well known. That's obviously like hope as well. Hope for me to know that it will be, will be the future. To me, everything you're saying means that it's, it's the right time to get into it you know, for, for anyone really, but particularly I would aim this particularly at Irish artists. It's just a way to extend your reach in so many different ways. And, um, yeah, makes sense. I've got an idea. Why don't we do this, Mark? Why don't we do a little, uh, do some experiment? Oh, I'm doing it, Luke. Yeah, I know he's doing it. Regardless. Right now. He's on this, this thing right now. But like, well, I think we could do this and then maybe like in uh, six months or something, we might check in with Neve as well and just kind of do a little follow-up, kind of keep us honest, make sure that we're, you know, what, what what were the findings? You know, I'd love to do that. I think we're we're trying to do that a little bit more, and even on the podcast as well. If if we say we're going to do something, maybe um, have a little follow up, even if it's a ten minute kind of bonus episode or something like that. We'd love to have you back on. It's been an absolute uh, uh, education here, something that I've never dug into at all. Mark Baker, I can see the glint in his eyes. He's all he's all about this NFT stuff right now. So we're delighted with that. We do have one more question before we let you go on with your evening. Would you prefer a Shark Pod T shirt or a Shark Pod mug? Oh, questions. Yeah. Do you know what? Our shark pod NFT. <laughs> <laughs> if I can have the first NFT, why not? <laughs> so we got the NFT there, but, what, you know, are you, do you drink tea? Is that a mug or? I drink coffee. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love all of these like little, little gadgets. <laughs> okay. We're going to send you an original mug uh, as well as the NFT. We can get that up, up and running. Um, anyway, the first, the, fir- the very first uh, shark pod NFT uh, holder, I think. I think Mark, let's do it. 
Sounds good. All right. Thanks. We valued millions in a couple of years when we have our next call. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Neve, thanks very much. Have a great night. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Neve. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Mark. Bye.